0: Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We're in Joshua chapter 7. We've been looking at the sin of Achan, how it affected the entire community of the people of Israel, and how as a result of Achan's sin, the entire congregation had broken the covenant of the Lord, and now they were under the ban. They were accursed. The, the curse that had formerly been placed on Canaan was now put on Israel until they took care of these items that were taken under the ban. Last time we saw Achan specifically, individually selected out of a lineup of almost two million people, the entire group of Israel, and God narrows it down tribe by tribe until Judah's taken, family by family, household by household, all the way down to this one specific person. Joshua confronts him and tells him to give glory to God. In other words, don't lie anymore. It's time to tell the truth. And in verses 20 and 21, Achan answered Joshua and said, Truly I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel, and this is what I did. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful mantle from Shinar, uh, 200 shekels of silver, and a bar of gold, 50 shekels in weight, then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are concealed in the earth inside my tent with the silver underneath it. Last time, just commented briefly that the silver and the gold were to be dedicated to the treasury of the Lord. So really, Achan is robbing the Lord in taking the silver and the gold here. The mantle from Shinar would have been a very uh, intricately woven, perhaps, article of clothing that was very rare. It would have been imported from from Mesopotamia, from Babylon at this time. Uh, There would not have been a lot of things like this, very unique, and this item would have been burnt up along with all the other things in the, under the ban in the city of Jericho. Achan uh, saves this item, saves the silver, saves the gold, buries them in the earth under his tent, and uh, as a result of this, he has brought trouble on the entire community of Israel. Now, we're looking at verses 22 through 26 and finishing out this chapter. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent. And behold, it was concealed in his tent with the silver underneath it. And they took them from inside the tent and brought them to Joshua and to the, all the sons of Israel. And they poured them out before the Lord. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the mantle, the bar of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that belonged to him. And they brought them up to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. Achor, by the way, is a Hebrew term meaning trouble. And all Israel stoned them with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones that stands to this day. And the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore, the name of that place has been called the Valley of Achor, the Valley of Trouble, to this day. Now this is a very perhaps troubling passage of Scripture to come across as it presents us with the very difficult truths of God's judgment and God's wrath against sin. Remember, Achan, through his small and seemingly uh, insignificant act, I mean, he thought this was nothing compared to everything that was in the city of Jericho, uh, that he could get away with this and nobody would ever be the wiser. But the Lord takes sin very seriously. So he is forced to confess. Again, I don't think he is convicted uh, to ask for forgiveness here. I think he is... Uh, confronted because he's caught in the act. The Lord picks him out of the lineup. And uh, as a result of this, he confesses to what he's done. Joshua, in verse 22, sends messengers to his tent to see if his account is accurate. They find the articles of gold, silver, and uh, the mantle from Shinar, and they bring everything to Joshua and present it Before the Lord. Maybe it's poured out before the Ark of the Covenant, similar to the way that Joshua falls down and prays before the Ark of the Covenant. Verse 24 Joshua and all Israel with him take Achan and all of these things that he has stolen, as well as his family members, his sons, his daughters, and his livestock his tent, all of his possessions, and they bring them up to this valley, which is subsequently called Acor. Maybe before this, uh, it didn't have a name that Israel was aware of, and so because of this event, takes on this title from this time forward. Verses 25 and 26 are uh, perhaps very difficult for us to think through uh, as followers of Christ today. Uh, particularly because of Christ's emphasis on mercy and grace and love in the New Testament. And what we're confronted with in verses 25 and 26 is God's anger against sin, righteous anger, Holy anger, deserved anger. So we need to somehow uh, compare these two and reconcile uh, what sometimes appears to us as contradicting characteristics of God's being of who God is, God's judgment against sin and God's love and mercy and grace for the individual. Verse 25, Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. Again, this is another hint that what we saw in Joshua chapter 6 was a a authorial foreshadowing of what was going to take place. Joshua, when he warns the people in Jericho of what they cannot take, he warns them that taking anything under the ban will uh, make the camp of Israel accursed and bring trouble on it. So the author is giving us a little bit of insight into what's about to happen. Joshua says, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. And all Israel stoned them with stones. Now this is most probably not just Achan, but his sons, his daughters, his livestock, everything that belongs to him here. Um, All Israel stoned them with stones, and then they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. This is the uh, end that God had desired on the articles taken from uh, the city of Jericho. You know, the, the gold and, and silver would have been taken into the treasury of the Lord. Everything else was to be destroyed, and we're going to see uh, further in subsequent chapters that the Lord will continue to burn with fire uh, portions of the land of Canaan that are dedicated to destruction, specifically under the ban. So Achan and his family now has come under the ban, and they are stoned and then burnt up here to satisfy uh, the Lord's anger against his sin that has broken the covenant of the community and implicated everyone uh, in the community of Israel. It says in verse 26, they raised over him a great heap of stones that stands to this day and the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore, the name of that place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day. Now, one question that commonly arises is some people will say, well, yes, I can see that Achan uh, should receive judgment, but how is it fair or right That Achan's sons and his daughters would uh, take on the judgment that was due because of his sin, and also his livestock as well. Well, humanly speaking, uh, this was not unheard of in the ancient world if uh, a king came in to conquer a territory, um, he would execute not only the reigning king of that territory, but the king's offspring. And often that was done for the practical purpose of if he did not execute all of that king or ruler's offspring, they would probably try to stage a coup, uh, raise some support and come back and seek revenge uh, for what had been done to their father, the uh, sitting ruler. So the same thing is probably true practically here in Achan's case. I'm certain that his children would have sought some revenge against perhaps Joshua or others in the camp of Israel for feeling that uh, this was maybe perhaps not right or just of the Lord to do. So on a practical level, uh, we can see why this was done. But uh, on, a, on a moral level or an ethical level, Uh, How is the Lord right to do this? Well, again, we've made some of these comments all along, but the word of God makes clear to us, all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All of us are due the judgment of God. And the fact that we continue to live and breathe is a demonstration of God's mercy. God could enact judgment on anyone at any instant that he Desired. Uh, I think that is one reason why he takes Achan, uh, not only the individual, but his entire family here, his offspring, uh, to demonstrate how serious he is taking this sin. I'm certain that it it, uh, was an example to the entire nation uh, as well as to the uh, more close. Household, perhaps the broader household of the family of Achan. So all of these considerations may not be fully satisfying to us. We may still have questions about why the Lord did this and how he can be right and just in doing this. But I think it gives us some uh, increased knowledge and awareness to understand that ultimately all human beings are deserving of God's judgment. And the fact that God does not instantaneously enact that judgment is only a demonstration of his, his mercy toward us. At any rate, by the end of this chapter, all of Israel would have known how seriously God takes sin. Do you think there's anybody left in that camp? who maybe they had been thinking, well, I could have maybe got away with taking something from Jericho here or there. I'm certain everyone in the camp by this point at the end of chapter 7 is fearing the Lord as absolutely holy and righteous, and you do what he says. You do not break or transgress his commandment. He is God. He knows everything. He's sovereign and uh, he can enact his judgment at any point uh, that he desires. Well, we have seen some of these theological insights over the past three uh, messages. Sin separates us from God causes a rift uh, between our relationship with God. It affects not only us, but it affects everyone around us. Achan's individual sin had broad implications for the entire community of Israel and tragic implications for his sons and his daughters. You might think that your sin is not known or seen to others, but it affects them in ways that you perhaps cannot even know. And then, of course, the Bible tells us the punishment deserved by our sin is death Romans 6:23 where all sinners were deserving of punishment but Jesus Christ died to pay the penalty that we deserved God's wrath against sin was put on him on the cross and if we put our trust in him today our sin can be forgiven have you trusted Jesus Christ as your savior Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.